Uh, so yeah, if you want to start out talking, you're on, you're on your way here. You're following GPS maps. So yeah, uh, I was about a half a mile from the Wellsville exit, and uh, my phone just shut down. <laughs> I'd done this about a month ago. Uh, it just starts shutting off, and I can't get it to turn turn back on. And uh, I know Wellsville a little bit, so I pulled off, pulled into Casey's, was sitting there and just fighting with it, trying to get it on, holding it in front of the air conditioner, you know, like thinking it was overheating or something, and couldn't get it to work. So I pulled up to the front door was going to walk in this uh, young lady come walking out and actually before that I was, I was sitting there praying you know I was just praying God just uh, I can feel the devil working and I know he doesn't he doesn't want he doesn't want this to take place uh, but I know that uh, Father you're, you're bigger than this and uh, so uh, as she was walking out I just happened to roll my window down and said ma'am do you know where this street is at uh, your street she said yeah I'm like, I'm trying to find this guy named Jared. She's dumb quiz? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she says, follow me. So, uh, Miss Jackie Bauer, thank you for that. Uh, if it wasn't for you, this wouldn't be happening right now. <laughs> the the odds of it being Jackie, who, for those of you who don't know and have listened to my podcast, my episode where I give my testimony, that's uh, a close friend of mine that goes clear back to when we were I don't know, preschool or something, and I'd live with her for a while and all that, so that's who happened to be walking out of Casey's at that time, so tell me that's not divine intervention. <laughs> Amen. Amen. She'll, pre- she'll appreciate you saying young lady, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Very grateful. So we're sitting here today with Mike Davis, or as you might, some might know him as Tango, and we're going to go over his testimony today, if you want to say hi, and little bit uh, about yourself yeah um, hello everybody um, thanks for having me on I'm blessed to be sitting here I appreciate the opportunity uh, I am originally from Tennessee born and born and raised uh, to about the age of 16 17 somewhere in that range uh, moved up to Kansas in uh, 93 uh, Born and raised in uh, Jackson, Tennessee area, Memphis, uh, Mississippi, kind of, it's just kind of where my childhood was. Uh, as a young kid, I didn't really have a stable home, I guess you could say. My parents, uh, they uh, parted ways when I was very young, so I bounced around and we moved. If I remember right, it was like 16, 17 times before I was the age of 15 or 16 wow <laughs> so it was, it was something some somewhere in that that area uh, all like in it was all in the same area around yeah Tennessee. well within a couple hundred miles yeah. jackson memphis south haven mississippi Haytai, missouri um shout out to all the Haytai folks there <laughs> that's the last area i lived uh, okay. before i moved to kansas so uh yeah so i'm a a southern boy by blood, as you can probably hear and tell. <laughs> a lot of folks give me grief about it. Uh, it's just in the blood. So, um, yeah, uh, grew up down in that area. Kind of went to school, bounced around from schools, uh, school to school. Um, ended up getting, leaving, sc- quitting school. Um, 
I think I was a junior year. Um, just, I didn't have time for school. And as, as ridiculous as that sounds, that's just how it was, you know. I was, uh, I was living on my own. My dad was up in Kansas City area. Um, uh, he got stationed in the Air Force up, up here, so, uh, was trying to make the transition, so I didn't have any choice but to stay by myself. Had a high, a buddy that lived out of, uh, was out of school. Uh, he was kind of staying with me, but it was just all the party scene, you know, and, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was kind of the introductory, uh, to drugs and alcohol at that time in my life. Um, that's what it all became about and that's what it was all about. Um, so at that time, uh, just dropped out of school, was getting, getting in a whole bunch of trouble down there. Uh, didn't really have no parental guidance. Um, uh, I finally, uh, was able to get up here to Kansas City, uh, before things got worse down there. Uh, got to Kansas City, uh, met, started meeting folks, uh, meeting the wrong folks, <laughs> uh, fell into the wrong crowds, um, and that's just really where uh, my spiral of life uh, began. Um, one light drug became another heavy drug, and it just got deeper and deeper. Um, it was actually a ninth, the month of December, uh, 94. We were actually uh, getting ready to pack up and move back down south. Um, Dad had finished his Air Force assignment and um, he was going to end up going back in the reserve. So a couple days before we were going to be headed out, I went back out to run around, uh, cruise the Fay with some guys back in the uh, Santa Fe cruising days. And uh, just kind of go out to, uh, you know, party it up and say bye to everybody. Uh, ended up uh, ended up getting into some uh, some pretty rough fights that night. And uh, we were all leaving town to uh, really go outside of town, you know, to go, go duke it out and fight it out. And uh, started down the highway, and it, then it turned into a highway chase. Uh, had a buddy with me and uh the guys in front they were throwing bottles and stuff out of my truck he, we were going to pull up beside and um, lo and behold they uh, tried to run me off the road and uh <clears throat> my buddy uh, john fell out of the truck and uh that was a pretty dark moment in my life that's what sent me really down the barrel of things. Uh, had to just stop in the middle of the highway there and he pretty much died in my arms. And uh, so that kind of changed the whole perspective of the things of moving back home. Um, so during, through all that, I started meeting more and more people. Um, had, you know, a lot of people there were, were there for support. Uh, but that's when uh, I just became violent and numb to everything. Um, tried to get rid of all the pain and the hurt by doing more drugs. Um, at that time, I, I did try to, uh, 
I tried to take my own life uh, by a drug overdose. Uh, God had a different plan for me during that time. Uh, got through the got got through a couple years. Uh, met my first wife, kind of through all that uh, that stage of my life. Uh, kind of got my life back on track. Um, I really wasn't uh, I wasn't living my life for Christ at that time. I was I accepted the Lord when I was. 12 I think 11 or 12 uh, but I didn't really know what was going on I just kind of said the prayer and accepted and kind of went through the motions of things um, at the time my kids were born my, my daughter was born um, I got three kids now uh, but my daughter was born and that kind of gave me a little wake-up call I say I rededicated my life to the Lord at that time, but I can look back now and don't I don't think I truly did it. Um, but I will say that my kids played a part in me, uh, you know, turning into a better person for the time, you know, for that time being. Um, so as years go on by, fast forward a little bit, uh, started a uh, going out on the road working, uh, just traveling and working, and uh, that's really where uh, I lost I lost my attachment to the Lord. Uh, being out on the road, making a lot of money, uh, really had no accountability. I was away from my wife at the time, uh, so the drugs became another another heavy part of my life. Uh, selling drugs, doing drugs. Uh, having to do drugs just to stay awake and, and to work. Uh, ended up uh, ended up going through a very nasty separation from my first wife through all that. I made some pretty bad choices while I was out on the road, so my first marriage really didn't work. Um, I take full responsibility for that. Um, so during that divorce, uh, things got really, really bad. Um, as you guys may know, a lot, a lot of divorces, uh, you know, get pretty rough, pretty rocky. Um, I was already back heavy into drugs before that, um, but that's that's when it really became a serious problem in my life. Um, I was as far away from the Lord as I could possibly be. Um, had no focus on Him, no desire to focus on Him. Um, became a a very uh, very involved in the drug running community, <laughs> if you will. Uh, got involved with some pretty some pretty. Uh, High rollers, heavy rollers, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's almost got into a situation where I couldn't get myself out, so to speak. Uh, through all that, I guess I should back up a little bit. So during that time that I was out on the road, um, when I was making bad choices, it's actually where I met my current wife now. 
um, which I'm blessed to have. Uh, we we went through we went through the uh, roller coaster of my divorce together. She was there with me, but again, we were we were not living a life that was anything pleasing to the Lord or of no value. Um, the life that we lived during those five or six years was probably the darkest. It was the darkest time of my life. Um, I think that just uh, the hurt and the pain of, of everything, I was just trying to escape it all. Uh, it, it got to the point where uh, I lost my house, lost everything, lost you know the new girl I was with, um, lost my kids. I was living on the street, jumping from house to house, sleeping in alleys at time. Um, but you know, I, I had I had always had money and I always had drugs, uh, so that's that's how I survived. Um, thousands of dollars in my pocket, <laughs> thousands of dollars worth of drugs in my pocket, but I had no morals, no values, no desires, uh, and I am probably skipping a whole lot of stuff right now. <laughs> so you may have to. May have to piece some of this back together. Uh, you guys got any questions on any of that so far? No, not really. Um, the you said you got involved with some pretty serious guys. Uh, was that like just being on the street sort of thing? You had a name and they kind of came to you that sort of thing. Like, yeah, it was, I think it was kind of a mutual thing. Um, we got introduced by mutual friends, I guess you could say. Um, uh, I started doing favors for them. Uh, in return, they would do favors for me. Uh, and it just became, it became something pretty, pretty heavy. Uh, something I, I can look back on now and just think, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like stuff you see in TV shows, right? Yeah. You know, uh, and I'm not trying to boast on any anything of that, but just uh, just just to give you an idea of the, of the how in depth it was. Um, yeah, I'd seen things that most people in their life would never see or experience. Um, yeah, we just. Uh, they they were, they were uh, some pretty well known guys in the Kansas City area. Uh, thank goodness I was able to, uh, I guess, escape from that uh, without getting myself in any trouble <laughs> or getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, during that time that I lost my kids and I couldn't see my. At the time, my, my girlfriend, uh, we just, you know, the drugs do some crazy things to you and it just, it turned us into animals. I mean, I was, I was ruthless. I didn't care about anybody. I would hurt you no matter who you, what I had to do. Um, if it came to a point of robbing you, I would, I would, I would take what, 
what was mine, I would take from you regardless. Uh, whether it was money, property. Um, sometimes it, it got pretty violent. Um, I was just, I was a lost, I was a train wreck. I was an absolute train wreck. Um, I was full of rage and hate. Um, so during that, during that time that uh, I was just lost living in just everywhere, uh, I'd had enough. There was a, there was a little time, there was a time frame there. I remember, I remember crying out to the Lord in a prayer, you know, and I, I to this day, I remember saying, God, you, you got to save me. Uh, I I tried to I tried to take my life again by another drug overdose. Uh, that was in 2013. Um, I was uh, I remember vividly the night I was at uh, at some acquaintances' house. And everybody was inside partying it up, and you know I'd made my made my drops and whatnot, you know, and I just stepped outside and uh, I just I fell to my knees, and uh, I was uh, right beside a tree. I just I remember it like it was yesterday. I fell to my knees and I just I could see everybody through the windows kind of, but I just I, something happened that night. Uh, I fell to my knees, started crying, and I, I prayed that prayer again. I prayed, to, I cried out to God, you know, God, you got to save me, get me out of this life. I, I knew in the back of my mind, there was two things that was getting ready to happen. I was going to spend the rest of my life in jail or I was going to die. And this was actually after I had tried to commit suicide the second time. Uh, so it was, sh it was shortly after that, I think it was three, four days, maybe even sooner than that. Uh, I got I got picked up. I was uh, on a stolen motorcycle. I left Wellsville. <laughs> really? <laughs> left Wellsville. My sons were playing a football game out here. I wasn't supposed to be around them, so I kind of snuck into the game. I was watching them, you know. And, just wanted to see my little kids playing football. Left Wellsville, uh, headed to Gardner, made a stop in Gardner, and I got pulled over on a stolen motorcycle. And um, just randomly stop or like speeding reckless? Actually, uh, the the motorcycle had an issue with it. From I, it wasn't me that personally stole it. I was, it was kind of a just a trade off. I get know. it. <laughs> <laughs> and it had a little. Little deal wrong, yeah. It was it would cut out on you, so I was I was pulled over real quick to fix it. Cop pulled up behind me, and uh, that's that's where it all started. Um, I had a suspended license. Uh, once he once he ran that and seen that, it was just you know I had drugs on the bike, and paraphernalia, and so they hauled me in. Uh, done a couple of little overnighters, got out, got bonded out by. Some obviously some drug friends, people I was partying with. Uh, about four days later, five days later, I got picked up again. 
I was with a friend, uh, they pulled him over. And again, another drug bust. Uh, I got hauled in that time and that's, that's, that was it. I was, I was, uh, at that time there was really no way out. I was, uh, two felony drug counts within a week, week and a half. And this was a week after you were at that party when you cried yes. out to God? Yeah. Where where do you think that came from? That you that you cried out for God like that? Did you like did you have experiences in a church as a kid or anything like that? Or? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, to to back up a little bit uh, when my kids were little, uh, yeah, I, I, there was a certain time in my life where you know I I got my life together um, uh, after I got married to my first wife. Uh, you know, I, I straightened my act up a little bit, um, especially after the whole couple years of going through my friend um, dying, falling up, you know, the accident. Uh, there, there was a few years there uh, we got into church. Um, you know, and again, I, I, I think at that time I rededicated my life to the Lord, but I don't, I don't think it was true. I don't think it was from my heart. I just think I was at a, at a point in my life where I wanted to be a good person. Um, I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't living a Christian life. Sure. Um, so yeah, there there was a time I had some God experiences in my okay. life, and I knew the Lord. I knew, I knew the Lord was real. Um, to jump back to that present time, you know, I just He was nowhere. I, I didn't want anything to do with Him. I think I was so far. I think I was so far consumed and ate up with the hurt, the anger, the drugs, everything in my life. Um, you know, I hadn't dealt with my buddy, the accident. Um, never dealt with that in the right way. I never dealt with the things as a kid the right way. So, you know, I've got all this stuff just bundled up in me. And um, I was a train wreck, man. I was a. I was a disaster waiting to happen. So, by me getting arrested two times within two weeks, I guess you'd call it, uh, that, that was my answer. That was my answer to that prayer when I fell to my knees beside that tree. Uh, that was God's way of saving my life. Um, after, I, after I was sitting in jail for about a week or two, kind of dried out, you know, I started getting a clear head. Uh, I remember looking at the walls one late night and uh, I just, I, I knew I was content. Did I want to be there? No, but something happened, but something happened and the Lord, I, I had peace being in jail. I had peace being there. I knew I was safe. I started understanding that that was the Lord answering my prayer. Um, things just started waking up, you know. Um, I requested to talk to a uh, prison minister at that time. And, uh, a guy came in. His name is uh, Columbus Hurd. He does a lot of prison ministry work. And, uh, so I, I met Columbus, uh, 
and I'm going to kind of touch touch a little bit on this. So that whole time I was I was sitting in jail, uh, I I wasn't I wasn't uh, making any phone calls to any of my family. I was still pretty I was still pretty hurt and just blocked out by things that they were doing. Uh, and I guess just to touch on that, uh, during the time that I was just running crazy. Uh, uh, my parents at that time were uh, making calls up here to <laughs> Johnson County Sheriff's Department, uh, throwing my name out, uh, mainly because they were concerned. Uh, I understand that now. At the time, I didn't, uh, but they were just stirring up. They were stirring up trouble. I was just adding to the fuel. I became, you know, I became a. Uh, I became one of the wanted ones on the DEA's want list, uh, just to put it lightly. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, the things that they were doing, they would call up here and ask for a welfare check and talk to all these detectives. And anyway, uh, so I was kind of, I was gotten bitter. I, I was bitter at my parents uh, for all that. So I, was, I wasn't talking to anybody. Well, it was driving them crazy to know I was in jail. They were worried. So they started calling churches and all these places in the Kansas City area. Uh, they ended up calling, um, at the time, it was Olathe Bible Church. And without knowing it, the when I requested to talk to a prison ministry, minister, Columbus Heard, that's where he went to church. So during all that, my mom's calling up there, blowing the phones up, asking to talk to somebody, somebody get in touch with me, go see her son, calling a couple days, calling, crying, begging him to go. They get her in touch with Columbus. Well, I, well, I'd, I'd already seen Columbus at, you know, it was one day. And, she ends up getting in touch with Columbus. I think it was the same day, actually, he came to see me. And she's uh, introducing herself, uh, bawling and crying. And after she kind of went on her rambling, you know, uh, Columbus said, Miss, Miss Joy, he's like, uh, I just came, I just came to see, I'm just come from seeing your son about an hour ago. So I, that's, that's God. Uh, uh, there's no other way to explain that. For sure. Um, so at that time, he came back to tell me that story, and that's that's kind of when I, I, I seen God work, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I hear you. Uh, after him coming back into the jail and telling me that, that's, I, uh, I realized that night that I fell to my knees, uh, it was just more than falling to my knees. Uh, I didn't just, I didn't quit anything. That's, that's when I completely surrendered. I didn't know it at the time. I know, I know it now. Uh, so that's kind of been one of my, one of my sayings, you know, for the past few years, I, I didn't quit doing drugs. I surrendered. And, uh, so he shared all that with me. Uh, he had also knew some folks 
that I'd known in my previous marriage. And uh, so that kind of gave us, that gave us a conversation piece too. Um, so it's, you know, a few weeks went by, a month, however long it was I was in there. Um, I think I'd done two months uh, in there. Uh, that go around. Uh, I made a I made a promise to him and a commitment. Uh, I told him that when I got out, uh, I would connect with him, uh, which I did. I I connected back uh, with him. I think two or three days after I got out, he got me in a safe place. Uh, got me out of because I went straight back, straight back to the people I was running with, and I knew where, I knew where that was going to go. Uh, but he got me out of there. Got me connected back uh, with those old friends. Uh, they blessed me and took me in, uh, got me off the street during that time, helped me get through all my court processes, all the court hearings. Um, so as time went, a couple months went by there. During all that time, my girlfriend, which is my wife now, uh, we had she had a restraining order on me. Uh, we had some domestic stuff, you know, from a couple years ago or a year ago before all that all that happened. Uh, we was at, a, at our court hearing, and um, mind you, you know, we're not supposed to talk, we're not supposed to communicate. Uh, we were both in the courtroom that day, and I looked over and seen her, and I just, I just had to go hold her in my arms, and uh, went over there and. She received it. She hugged me back, held me. I I didn't care what the judge said. I I just I was gonna risk it and do it. Uh, so after that, we began to kind of kind of converse and talk a little bit. Uh, we got got back together. Yeah. So uh, after all that, uh, that's just that's just beginning age stages where God truly uh, started working in my life. Um, I got out, uh, got out, was living with our, with my friends that was, uh, helping me get back on the right track. Uh, it was getting me in church every day or every Sunday, uh, making sure I was getting to church on time and, you know, just holding me accountable. Uh, got involved with, uh, Celebrate Recovery. Uh, that was a major, that played a major part in, uh, my walk. I was getting better and getting getting healed. Uh, it's a Christ-centered recovery program. Uh, I just started. I, I just I engaged and gave it my all. And it taught me how to deal with a lot of things, especially my my drug addiction. Uh, I rekindled uh, with my wife Christina. Uh, she'd gotten. She'd started. Uh, she had actually started before me working on working on her, her issues and her things, uh, got her introduced to a Celebrate Recovery. So we, we started doing it together. Uh, we got, uh, ended up, uh, marrying her, uh, January 7th, uh, 2014. Um, and man, the Lord has just been on fire in my life ever since. Um, Yeah, you're getting questions so far. 
<laughs> I got a, I got a couple. Um, for first of all, I didn't quit anything. I completely surrendered. All right. That could be one of the most powerful statements I've heard since starting this podcast, mm. because it's so true. Like, you can quit or try to quit all kinds of different things, but until you surrender to the Lord, that's right. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. That's right. And it's like that's that's so powerful. Yeah. That's um, that should be a T-shirt, amen, <laughs> or a Hallmark card or something, amen. Um. That banging around that you hear is my dog got <laughs> was let out of his kennel. <laughs> um, and the the Casey guys, the and the the friends you had um, back when you were doing drugs and, and selling all that stuff. Do you know? Do do any of them know where your life is at now? Oh, where, absolutely. Yeah, you've had the chance to go back and absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Have any of them made the made the change? Yes. Really? Yeah. There's been several of my uh, friends from the past uh, that have, uh, have have had the chance to turn their life around too. Thanks God. You know, if it's uh, if it was something that the Lord used by them seeing the change in me, then praise God. You know, I I can't say that. Uh, I hope that would be the case, but. Not to boast in me, but to boast right. in the Lord, you know. For sure. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, you know, the ministry I'm involved with today, uh, we get the opportunity to, to go into some pretty dark places. Uh, I've always, I've always been, I've always, had, I've had a, a motorcycle for, gosh, as long as I can remember. Um, I've been riding for 20 years, 20 20, just over 20 years. Um, used to run around with with a lot of uh, known associates of clubs, right. uh, some club guys. Uh, knew them in my past. Uh, was never affiliated with anybody, but the ministry I'm in today uh, involves, you know, motorcycles and, and, and you know, uh, the motorcycle community. Uh, I see some guys, just to touch on the story, I've, I've had one of them that I knew in my past that he's he's asked me before. He said, uh, Tango, how, how'd you do it? How'd you, how'd you get away from that lifestyle? Well, without him even knowing it, he just opened the door for Jesus. Right. <laughs> so that get, get, you know, gives me the opportunity, you know. Uh, and there's been a couple of, those, couple of those guys like that. So, uh, to to answer your question, yeah, there's 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 quite a few of my friends that have turned their life around. Good. Yeah. So you kind of you kind of mentioned your uh, what you're involved with now. So you are, um, and we're not going to this to give glory to. Just like with Poncho, um, the soldiers for Jesus, it's not to give glory, give the shout outs and everything for. To the soldiers for Jesus, it's all about God, and it's it's about what you guys do there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want it to be known to um, to listeners, just for the fact that the things you guys do, the the places you go, the lives you guys touch is huge, and the way God uses you guys. So I want to give I want to give some credit to 
to you guys for putting yourself in these situations on behalf of the Lord. So that's um, why I just want to bring up where where I got to know you and everything yeah, was, was yeah, through no, the Bible I, study and everything. So I, I hear you know I, I after my run with Celebrate Recovery, uh, I prayed about being in ministry, and uh, I never thought it would be a, <laughs> it would be a motorcycle ministry. Uh, but I, I prayed, you know, for the Lord involved, you know, get me involved with something. And one thing that, uh, one thing that I can reflect on is in Isaiah six, you know, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who shall I send and who will go for us? And that's me. I always say, here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, so send me. When I prayed years ago for the Lord to use me in a ministry that he can really use me in, that's that's what he brought into my life uh, is soldiers for Jesus. And, yeah, like you said, it's it's not about soldiers. It's about God. But, uh, yeah, just just to touch on that, uh, that is an area that God uses uses me in. And um, I just lay my life down and let him use me. For sure. How did you how did you get in contact with them? How did that come about? Uh, or they contact you or how did that So yeah, the church that I started going to when I was fresh out of jail, um, that's where I met Poncho at. Okay. Yeah. I met Poncho in two thousand and thirteen. Um, that's where him and I connected. Uh things just started kinda happening. Uh, he uh I found out things he was involved with. Uh, I had an interest in it as well, and that's where we connected. And uh, yeah, we uh, we we uh, we kind of took strides together uh, after that after that ministry, you know, just chasing our passion and our our vision of what that looked like together. A lot, Poncho's been a huge huge uh, inspiration in my life. Uh, not just as a friend, but as a brother, uh, as a friend, as a father figure. Uh, and he'll probably kick me in the butt for saying all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but uh, That's one man know. who will not take the glory. He well, won't accept any of it for no, himself. he won't. He He's... won't, but I'm, uh, I'm blessed to have him in my life. Um, we've done many, many, many miles together on our bikes and uh, just... Just uh, want to be used. Very cool. And the uh, the way that Poncho's used, and the way you're used, and the way the club in general is used is is huge. And to see it coming from people with backgrounds like Poncho's, like yours, like some of the other guests I've had on here, um, I think it's just more um, more evidence of God's grace. Mm. And how powerful that is, and how forgiving he is that he uses people like us, so that you know people that just kind of went astray a little bit can say, you know, I'm not that bad. I can, I'm not too far gone. You know, the whole. Mm-hmm. How often have you heard that I can't go into that church? The place will burn right. down. You know, and it's right. like, buddy, I got That's I got a- friends at my Bible study that would laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, no doubt about that, man. It's, uh, no doubt, man. 
Uh, I kind of lost track where I was at, brother. Uh, and he got married. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, me, uh, me and uh, my wife Christina, we got back together. Uh, got married in 2014. Uh, I was still going through all the court process, man. This is just another, another way of how good God is and how He works. Uh, the charges that I had gotten, I was dealing with. Uh, I was dealing with domestic violence charges. Uh, not that I'd been beaten up, you know, on on Christine or anything, but anytime a call's made, they try to, you know, punching a wall and stuff. You sure. know, just so I I was dealing with that. I was dealing with theft charges, drug charges, paraphernalia charges. I was na- I was nailed to the wall, man, and uh, I was looking at uh, doing. My my sentencing was uh, supposed to be 120 months. Um, that's the time that I was supposed to serve for my charges, uh, especially the charges that I got back to back. But I was out uh, during that time. I bonded out. I was getting my life together, man. I was just I laid down. I surrendered everything to God, and I was scared. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, lie about that I, I was scared about my sentencing and uh, you know there was there was almost a little hesitation about marrying Christina but I think without knowing at that time I, I was trusting God with everything and uh, so I you know I, I started started proving to uh Everybody, you know, I'd, my, I'd gotten my life back together. I was clean. I was able to get, you know, start building a new relationship with my kids at that time. Uh, going into court that day, I remember, uh, I remember just, I was okay. I was, I was going to accept what they gave me. Uh, there was a little fear there, but uh, I was okay to, to accept it. And uh, I ended up walking out of that courtroom with uh, five years of intense supervised probation. Uh, and they counted a bunch of the time that I'd served against it. Uh, I didn't have to do 10 years in prison. There's no way to explain that except by God. For sure. Uh, and that was just another, as we always say, that was just another brick in my wall of faith. You know, uh, I just, I couldn't believe the things that were happening, man. And so that, that was a, yet another answer prayer. And just, that just allowed me to, you know, I, I once you get a taste of God's true grace and his, his forgiveness, man. You just you you don't want anything more. I mean, that's even hard to put it into words. Uh, I couldn't get enough of him. I just I could not get enough of him. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that was a uh, another wake up point in my life where I knew that. God became my priority. Christ became my priority. Uh, you know, I 
I know today, you know, I, I'm not going to get it right every day, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to screw it up daily, man. Uh, but all I can do is, uh, I, I just got to surrender my life to Christ every day. You know, I know he gets me through it. Uh, I just, I wake up every day praying to him, um, and I try to do better than I did the previous day. Um, I start out in the Word of God every morning. Um, it's it's only by His grace, man. I'm I'm sitting here today, uh, and I know I'm jumping way ahead here, but uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get back on track here, man. Yeah, so we got we got married in 2014. Um, you went from 10 years to five years probation. Yeah, 10 years of prison time to five years intense supervised probation. That's unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me about it, right? Uh, never once. There was one time, you know, uh, and I probably don't, I don't know if I need to say this, you know, I've, I, I had one time that I had uh, one of the officers ask me, hey, give me names, you know, most of the times, People don't get out of stuff like that without going through, going down that road. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, nobody ever asked me to be on paper or nothing, man. It was, it was just, it's unbelievable. Um, I, can, I can't put that into words, man. I don't know how, that's all God, that's a, just God being in control. Uh, Not only so, not only that, he brought uh, brought my girl, my girlfriend back into my life, gave me the opportunity to marry her, uh, brought my kids back into my life, uh, where I was able to start raising them. Uh, my kids actually uh, in a situation with with all that uh, ended up. My kids ended up living with me again, uh, which that was never supposed to happen. They were taken from me. Um, so I was able to really just pour into my kids and have another relationship with them uh, because I had stepped away from them, you know. I never, let me rephrase that, I didn't step away from my kids. I was always there for them. I just, I wasn't right in my mind, you know. I wasn't healthy. I was always a good dad to my kids. Uh, I think part of my train wreck was that was taken away from me, you know, being a good dad to my kids. And that, that, that impacted me. Uh, it's no excuse, but that was an impact of, of part of my heavy drug use, uh, just to cover up that pain and to deal with the hurt of, uh, you know, having your kids ripped from you. It hurts, really hurts. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I w I've been a, very protective of my kids. Uh, very, very protective. I think that stems a lot from my youth of the things I had to go through, you know. Uh, being, jumping around from school to school and just kind of feeling like the outcast, you know, my whole childhood up into my, you know, high school days, you know, just 
not really ever feeling like I fit in. Um, I felt like I was always looked at differently, uh, which always got me into trouble in school. I was always, always in trouble, always fighting, and just I was very, I was very ornery. <laughs> I was a very trouble kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, I and I think that's. I think that's why I'm very protective with my kids, you know, and when when you uh, have that ripped away from you, it, it hurts. And how old are they all now? Uh, I've got twin boys. They just turned 23, uh, and they got a, a, my daughter, she's 18 months older, she's 24. Okay. Yeah. And they're, where are they at in their walk of faith, or? They're, uh, they're walking. They're, yeah. They're, they uh, they all know the Lord, uh, you know. They're all young, uh, but that's when it's hard. It is hard. It a is lot. Hard. There's I, a lot of temptation, especially like there was a lot of temptation for me, and that we didn't have the cell phone, right. the, the supercomputers in our hands the way, right? You know, and you're just a little bit older than me. You know, there's a lot of temptation for you. They have the world they're in their pocket. You know. Right. Right. A lot of temptation. Yeah, my I am blessed to have the kids that I have uh, because of their walk. They uh, they all have good lives. Uh, do they get it right? Are they living a perfect life? No, no by no means. None, None of, of us are, are. You know, but I have faith. I have faith in their faith. Um, I I trust that my kids know. Where, where they're going to go when the time comes. That's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's, uh, do I wish they could do more and be more, you know, with, with their faith? Absolutely. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I don't worry about where my kids will go. That's good. That's a, that's a huge weight off your shoulders. Yes, it is. It is. Um... So at this point in life, you're you've got the club, you've got a wife, you got your kids, um, you know your your kids are back. You got to raise them, and see them grow, and they're all adults now, and like it's just it all came together. It's I you know everybody can. I'm gonna say it before I say something else, but. Uh, I've got a beautiful story. That's, you know, and it's it's not it's not me. Uh, it's Christ in my story, and to me, that's that's what I see that's beautiful about my stories because it's I I can see God's hand all over my life from the time I was twelve, thirteen to present. Um, I see that clearly now. I know that God allowed me to go through a lot of the things to get me where I am today. Um, had it not been for my rough childhood and all the fighting and the drugs, uh, the trouble I was into, uh, you name it, I, if it wasn't for all that, I couldn't see, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. 
I know the words I'm trying to say, but I can't get them out. It, it just, uh, I had to go through all that. I had to go through those tribulations in my life. Uh, I know that now and I see that now. Um, it was just, it's, it's uh, just chapters of my life to, to make up and, and paint the story for where he's got me today. Um, yeah, so uh, kids were back, uh, got all the all the repercussions of my past behind me. You know, with dealing with courts and my trouble on probation. Um, God just started flinging doors open. You know, I, I I couldn't get a couldn't get a job with a felony record. Uh, God just started slinging doors open, man. Uh, Ended up getting a job with a guy that I went to celebrate recovery with. Um, that just blossomed into something beautiful. Um, uh, basically, I was pretty much helping him run his company. Um, yeah, so uh, that blessing, just just blessing after blessing, I uh, was able to buy a house in Gardner. Um, I started serving at the church, playing on the uh, praise team. Uh, man, just, just uh, that's, again, it's it's just uh, it's just a beautiful story that I see in my life, uh, and I know we all got beautiful stories. Uh, One thing you said just a few minutes ago, you could see where God had His hands on you through the whole thing. He had His hands in your life. All that, and you you don't see that when it's going on, and I think that's something that's that's something that's common between every guest I've had, is we can all look back and say, you know, there is there is God was there the whole time. Jesus walked with me. Mm. I mean, I know it's cliche, the whole footprints in the sand, yeah, um, poem and all that stuff, but but it's one hundred percent true, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's that's a common denominator in every every testimony we've heard so far is that he's always there. You just got to open your eyes. You got to accept him, um, and you're, he's gonna help you find your way. Yeah, well, he's got it right there for you. You just have to accept it. Take it. Amen. Amen. You know, I think uh, probably one of the hardest things in my life that I've seen that I can see now that he truly worked in was uh, probably the ex- the tragic accident with my buddy, you know. Uh, I, I've, I've dealt with so much hurt over that, hurt and guilt. Um, but God has, God has got me through it every single time. Um, as you say, you know, just I know I I know today it still affects me uh, in some sense, um, but man, yeah, God's God is so good, man. If if there's somebody out there hearing this, man, and and you feel like you're you feel like there's no hope, you know, there's no way. Uh, 
there is a way, and it's it is Jesus. Uh, you know, for so long I've I've heard people. You know, I always heard Jesus was a way, and I never truly understood it. Uh, but I understand it now, man. And uh, I just I can't imagine my life without it. For sure. Yeah. Uh, this past this past year, man, it's uh, I've been through two back surgeries. And, uh, the f the first part of the year, I just I was a I was again in in a dark place, not a not an unhealthy dark place, but I was just I thought, am I paralyzed for life? Is this what I got to deal with? You know, but. God never, I mean, he never failed me, man. He got me through each day, as bad as it was, as as much as I hurt and cried. Um, he just, he showed up, man. He used, uh, used our Bible study to, uh, used an individual at our Bible study to connect me with another doctor. Uh, and now here I am up and walking, you know, riding my bike today, you know, just, uh, but God, but God, I lost my train of thought where I was going to go with all that. Um, uh, you know, go back, back to the, uh, to the night that I fell to my knees. Um, uh, that's when my life verse came into play. And, uh, my life verse is, uh, Psalms 40 verses one through three. And it's, and I didn't know it at the time, uh, but it's, uh, I waited patiently on the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He, uh, he lifted me out of the, out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. Then he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God that many will see today and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Amen. So that's, that's kind of been my life verse and, and I connect that. That's kind of the story of kind of where that all took place in, in 2013. Uh, you know, I think as I was going through all that time of, of being homeless and jumping from house to house and, I slept in an alley, you know, with my dog a couple nights. Uh, that was me waiting patiently. You know, I, 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 there's so many other escape routes I could have took. I, I could have, and I did actually. I mean, I tried, I tried to take my life, you know. Uh, but that I see that that was part of my time waiting patiently on the Lord going through my arrest and spending time in jail. That was me waiting patiently on the Lord. Uh, that verse just spells out so much of my life. Uh, it just, it means a lot to me. So I've, I've kind of inherited that as my uh, my life verse. Yeah, that's good. I think we all need a good life verse that Amen. you can turn to. Amen. And it's hard to choose though. There's so many. There it's is. it's hard to say there's one when there's so many things you can use. I mean, all you got to do is this is my situation today, and open your Bible, and you're gonna find something in there yeah. that helps you through the day. So Absolutely. it's hard to pick a life verse, but.
but they're in there that says this is how you can get through your life. Amen. You know, in every situation. That's amazing about God's word. You know, I'm I'm no Bible scholar by any means, but His word is is alive, and uh, it is real, and it's uh, it's it's what keeps my my alignment aligned right yeah you know i'm like a car that needs a front end alignment <laughs> yeah. you know if uh, uh that's 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 my fix man is, is the word of god um you know i wish i wish my brains my brain cells were still intact to uh remember a lot of things a lot of times i i remember it in my heart you know but uh there, there's a lot of a lot of his word that you know i can I can pop off, you know, especially like my life verse. Uh, but that's, yeah, his his word is alive and it's real. Amen. Um, so we're going to do, I, normally I open with the three questions. Um, we kind of just, oh. it just went with it and ran <laughs> with it today. So, uh, so my, my first question, we'll start. We're not going to start all over, um, but we'll. I know my. I know I'm kind of all over the map. <laughs> no, that's. So I told there's you there's nothing wrong with that at all. I had no time to really reflect and plan and prepare for this, and that's, you know, it's like the incident. And my phone not working to get me here today. Yeah. And it's just the devil did not want this day to take place for some reason. Uh, I, when it comes to things like this, I'm not. I'm not organized you know i don't i just i let it flow out uh so anyway (laughs) well that's that's part of the part of the beauty of this podcast too is you come on you're honest and vulnerable and people open up and it's just i mean that's what it's all about it's if it was a perfect story we wouldn't be talking about how how there was the darkness and then there was the light Mm -hmm. it would just be all light you know Hmm. So it kind of goes with it. Kind of goes with the theme of the thing, right? Um, so my first question: Dream vacation. You and Christina, you take the kids if you want. Whatever you want to do, money's not an object. Where would you go? What would you do? Dream vacation. I would probably, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would probably say I'd like, not at the current time, but probably load all my kids, my wife up, and spend some time in Hawaii. Yeah. You know, obviously right now is right not now a good time. Right now wouldn't be a good time, right? In Hawaii, but, uh, you know, Christina's from Guam. Uh, okay. Guam is a beautiful place, uh, but I think uh, I, I think that would kind of be a, a middle point. She's not she's never really spent a lot of time in Hawaii. I never have. Uh, kids obviously haven't, so that's been on our bucket list. Um, yeah, I think Hawaii would be the place to go. I do want to make that trip someday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question number two. A book or a movie that you would suggest to anybody, and we're going to take the Bible out because that's an obvious answer. A book or a movie that you would say everybody's got to read this or see this or any any form of media, I guess. Passion of the Christ. 
There you go. I, that movie, like I had no idea the, I, I, I didn't know the story. Um, and I seen that movie, I watched that movie when I started getting, you know, when I started finding my faith. And anyone who's read the Gospels and can imagine what Jesus went through, mm-hmm. and they'll watch the movie. And what you imagined doesn't compare to what he actually went through. That's right. I know there's probably a lot of uh, controversy of it. Is it biblically right? You know, Mel Gibson, the whole... There's a lot of controversy right. and stuff about, you know, is it biblically correct? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't get into all the drama stuff of that. But the only reason I say that is, is like you said, you can visually see... That's the only movie I can think of that really breaks me down. It's just to visually see just just a little bit of what Christ went through. Uh, and that's not even, like you said, that doesn't even compare. But that's, just, that's the closest is that we can get to see what Christ went through. Yeah. And I've never had my heart broken more than than by something watching that movie. Not even Old Yeller. Yeah, not even Old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you, you mentioned the, the controversy around that. I think any time you take Jesus and the focus on Jesus and you mix that with Hollywood, you're going to get... Because con- they're going to... Oh, Hollywood yeah, or, or politics... Yeah. Or, you know, any kind of media this day, that or our government, you know, they're going to try and take away. Yep. They're going to discredit it. They're going to do oh, whatever yeah. they can. Yeah. When the point is, Jesus went through a lot. He more than just died for our sins. It's, it's one thing to know that Jesus died for all of us, but to know what he actually went through. Just to see it. Yeah. Just to kind of get a glimpse of it, and that's... Like you said, that's just a Hollywood still couldn't even produce what he went through. Yeah, but you know another powerful one, um, the movie and the book, specifically the book, is "A Case for Christ" by Lee Strobel. Is that one is very powerful too because Lee Strobel? Do are you familiar with uh, mm-hmm. the movie or the book? Mm-hmm. Um, Lee Strobel was a journalist and I want to say it was the 70s and he uncovered some, some big Chicago um, corruption thing so he was known you know in the 70s like a journalist was a big thing it wasn't like today where you can't believe what's on the news or they sugarcoat it or they whatever journalism at one time was something you could hang your hat on you know and he was the guy at least Strobel was and his wife um found God. Hmm. And so he focused on just the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so he said he went out as a journalist to disprove that Jesus could have died and resurrected. Hmm. And he spent years traveling all over the country, maybe even the world. It's been a while. I think I'm... Um, and in the end... It can't be disproven. If anything, there's more proof. Oh, yeah. there's. I mean, there's more proof 
of Jesus living, dying, and being resurrected than there is that Abraham Lincoln exists. That's right. You know? That's right. The, the, the proof is there. It is. So. It's the only, it's one of the only things that they have no answer for. Nobody has an, I mean, when it comes to science and all that, right. there is no, nobody has an explanation. Yeah. Nobody has an explanation for it. And there's They're so not going to say, by God, you know, right. by Jesus, but they won't say it. They can't say it, you know, when it comes to, you know, people that want to disprove it. But that's one of those things that nobody has an explanation for. Yeah, so, listeners, if you, if you have the chance, if you have the time... The book, A Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. And then he went on to write many more. There's a case for... Um, I, th- I think I remember there. there there's there's several. I, I, I can't remember now the name of, of all of his books. He's written several, though. And he's a big-time um, Jesus Christ apologist. Um, so he's got a lot of good information in those books. And, and it can't be disproven. Um, so... Question number three, we've already we've already covered this really, but question number three is always your your favorite Bible verse. But maybe your favorite isn't the same as your life verse. So what do you think there? Hmm. That's not a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. I I've got I think probably my favorite is Psalm 139, uh, 23 and 24. It's uh, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there's any grievous way in me and lead me in the everlasting. That's probably that's probably my favorite. Uh, I think I I think my life verse, I could I could probably I could probably say it's one of my favorites too, but uh Psalm 139, 23 and 24, you know, I, I, I latched onto that years ago, uh, because I was asking God to do that every day. It's, it searched me. Uh, I just, I wanted to be a better servant to him. I wanted to serve him more. I wanted to be the husband he called me to be, the father he called me to be. Uh, and I, I just I, I I pressed into him every day. Uh, I used to have that written on my bathroom mirror with a sharpie, <laughs> really? so I could see it every morning. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I we 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 spent about six months staring at that verse every morning uh, because that's how I wanted to start my day out. You know, with uh, God searching my heart and showing me, revealing to me how I can do better. Cause I don't, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to screw it up again. I'd screwed up so much of my life already, you know, um, and and to quote what somebody else always quote, I spent half of my life living the wrong way and doing everything wrong. I want to spend the rest of the rest of and the other half of my life doing what's right and living for God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's good stuff. Well, you got anything else you want to add here? Man, I'm sure I do. I know my testimony was just kind of 
it was all over the place. Uh, well, you're always welcome back too. So. Okay. All right. Um, anything else I can add, man? It's just uh, how blessed I am to have uh, my wife now. Um, you know, me and my wife, we uh, we we do our best to live for the Lord. Um, we do our best to plug into ministry, and uh, we just uh, we we try to surrender our life every day to God. Uh, we went through so much together uh, for those years of my life that we caused a lot of hurt uh, between one another. Um, we had some people say that um, they'll never make it, they'll never get clean. Uh, they'll always, always be drug addicts. Uh, I feel like I'm partly responsible for for her life and the choices that she made by her drug use. But at the same time, I never forced her to do that. You know, she made her own choices, but I do feel responsible for that in, in some way. Uh, but to those that always, that said, after we got back together the last time, uh, they said that we would never make it and we would always be drug addicts. Uh, she has already surpassed her 10-year mark in March. And in five days, I will be have my 10-year sobriety. Praise uh, God. Uh, Congratulations, man. That's huge. You. That's was, awesome for both of you. Amen. I was arrested that last time, August 25th. Wow. 2013. And uh, that's where it started. So we have done this. We've done this. Uh, we've done recovery together. Um, our walks of life we've done together. Uh, we come alongside each other, man. We we pray together. I never thought I would. I never. I never. Earlier in our marriage, I never thought I would pray with my wife. And I never really looked at it. Uh, I guess it kind of felt weird in a way. But I realized that that should be the one person I'm most comfortable praying with ever. And, um, you know, we're not perfect at it. But we, uh, man, when you do it, if, if uh, for anybody that's listening, if you have a significant other or wife, girlfriend, pray with them. That is the most powerful thing. Uh, not only is it powerful, powerful for yourself, it's powerful for your relationship, your home, your children. It is so powerful. Um, but she is a, she's a blessing, man. She's my little angel. Uh, we have, uh, I've got the best relationship and best marriage in the world. Um, we're each other's rocks. You know, besides besides the Lord, obviously, but sure. uh, she's uh, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Besides my kids and the Lord, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And listeners are gonna get to know her too. We I know we've talked before about having her on as well, and yeah. I know as we go farther on this this first part of having this podcast has been very male heavy, and we want to try and even that out some as we as we continue down this and this is she's someone we've talked to before about being on here so people will hear more about that and hear 
her rebuttal to some yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you have any social medias or anything you want to plug or anything you want to throw out there for any of the listeners right now? Uh, man, I don't really do a whole lot of social media, uh, if that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really do a whole lot of social media anymore. Uh, that's... So I can't really... I mean, yeah, I've got a Facebook, man, but I don't hardly ever get on yeah. it or use it. Uh, you know, uh, feel free to look me up, connect with me on Facebook. Um, you can reach out to us on the Soldiers Facebook. Sure. Uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll be pushing our uh, the Warehouse Crew Bible Study a little bit more. There's some exciting things coming up about that. Uh, you know, for anybody listening in the uh, Kansas City area. Uh, if that's something that interests you, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we've got some some good things happening there. Uh, it's uh, huge. It's huge at that at that warehouse. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. If if any of you guys have any doubt of 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 being in a Bible study, give it a try one time. There's so many walks of life that come into our Bible study. Uh, it's just not normal. It's not a normal thing to have church on a Tuesday night. Right. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, again, it's nothing magical. It's just, I mean, it's it's the Lord. Uh, seeing a bunch of men give up, you know, two hours of their Tuesday night to come in and just to, and have church. Uh, not, and not off and on. This has been going on for years now. It's been going on for years now. It's uh, we started out with four of us at a at the I, at IHOP uh, in Olathe, Kansas. There was four of us. Uh, I think that was in two thousand sixteen or seventeen. Wow! Uh, I didn't realize it went back that far. Yeah. Yeah, we graduated from IHOP to Denny's. <laughs> yep. I've been involved with two Denny's in the warehouse. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now we're blessed to be at the Harley-Davidson Warehouse in uh, Olathe, Kansas. Uh, shout out Rawhide. Thank you. Shout we out appreciate Rawhide. that so yes. much. Yes. Uh, anyway, I guess uh, if we're going to do some shout outs, man, just a uh, shout out to my wife, Christina, my kids, Jordan, Blake, and Dylan. Uh you know, just the close friends that are out there right now that are in my life. That's been a huge encouragement. Uh, you know, my poncho, uh, for sure. My, my other club brothers, uh, you guys know who you are. Uh, I got some other special people right now in my life. That's just, uh, really just been a huge impact, man. Uh, Larry and Debbie Towns, uh, they go to my church. Um, uh, my church, my home church in Gardner, Kansas, Grace Baptist, uh, Pastor Joey and Pastor Brandon. Just a shout out to them. Uh, got some exciting things coming up at our church that uh, we're praying about getting involved with. Uh, you know what? Uh, and I'm I'm going to put it out there because I can. We could use all the prayer we we need right now. We're uh, we're praying about taking on the uh, leadership role of Celebrate Recovery at our church. Uh, that they've asked us to to take on so we're praying through that right now and trying to put all the pieces together uh, uh, my wife has a she's very tender-hearted to that uh, we both have such a connection to celebrate recovery because what it done for our life 
we feel the Lord calling us there. Um, we think we do. Uh, that's part of our praying right now and praying through it. We want to make sure it's the Lord calling us to it and that's not our feelings. Uh, but yeah, uh, shout out to those people. Shout out to Celebrate Recovery. Uh, if you've never heard of it or don't know of anything about it, look it up. Uh, for those struggling with any kind of hurt, habit, or hang up, it's a Christ-centered recovery program and it's not just for drugs and alcohol. Uh, that's for anything that you deal with in your life. Uh, Five million people have gone through that recovery program and only 20% of that has been drug and alcohol related. So that kind of gives you a, a broad view of everything they deal with. Um, yeah, and thanks for having me on, man. For sure, man. Yeah. I appreciate you being here and so glad you made it so glad you ran into jackie once again jackie Bauer. so much so much <laughs> thank you for for not only telling him how to get here but just saying follow me and she drove here Amen. into my cul-de-sac and and wave through that's, the window that kind of uh kind of like that's almost scripture scripture yeah. Isn't that what Jesus said? Follow me. <laughs> that, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, so thank you, Jackie, for uh, for marrying that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Almost Home Podcast. Uh, once again, you can find us on, uh, let's see, Spotify, Google, Amazon, I believe now, and Apple. And you can find us on... Um, Instagram at almosthome.podcast on Facebook at the Almost Home Podcast. You can find the Soldiers for Jesus Kansas on a Mission is on Facebook too. If you want to give those guys a shout out, give them some love and uh, some likes and follows and see they're always doing stuff, whether it's at the local Harley dealerships or Indian dealerships or putting on big events, whatever they're doing, um, they can always use more love and support. So, Thank you all, and keep us in your prayers. We love you, and we'll see you next week. God bless.